0: How intentional have you been with surrounding yourself with rock stars, with badasses, with people that are encouraging you to live your dream, people that have resources and have the ability to impact your life in a positive way? Or are you surrounded with some people that are struggling and maybe maybe are pulling you back and are creating doubt in your life? Or maybe a, a cast of characters in your life. Whoever you surround yourself, though, I think we can all agree is going to have a ripple effect in your life. So the good news is that if you choose a group of people, a tribe of people that are high achieving, motivated, uh, happy, it's going to accelerate your success. I think we can all agree upon that. And that's the whole point of this show is to introduce you to people who have broken through, defied the odds, made a difference in their life. and, And for you to be able to add them to, you know, having them as a mentor as part of your peer group. However, when you're ready to truly start the path to financial freedom and fulfillment in your life, then you can find out about this concept called the mastermind groups. And if you're a high achiever, then I have a mastermind group that's got some room for you. It's a community that's going to blow your mind and what it will bring to you and the impact it'll have on your life. I certainly know this because I've been doing this for eight years and there's nothing I've seen in the personal development field that's more impactful than the powerful curated mastermind group. So all you have to do is jump on a call with a team member, go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and have a conversation with one of my directors of opportunities. He's going to explain to you what that community is all about. See if there's a fit on both sides and then watch your pathway to success become very accelerated. So go ahead, rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. And welcome to a special edition. Uh, these are my favorite, actually, of the Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast, because I get to see the journey of somebody come in and where they needed a little bit of sprinkling of wisdom and where they were able to you know, accelerate that in the four areas. And if the, you guys don't know what those four areas are, let me remind you. Number one is, in order to become financially free, you can't mess up how much you make. You can't mess up how much you spend. You can't mess up how you manage it, and you can't mess up how you invest it. So usually people mess up one of those big time, and Gogo was really good at messing up how she spent money. In fact, she didn't mess it up. She was so good at it that she spent more than was coming in, essentially, and she was really good at number one. You know, most people struggle with number one, but she crushed number one, but she wasn't paying attention to number two. Welcome to the call, Go-Go.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my absolute pleasure.
0: So why don't you tell them a little bit how we met, just to give them some context.
1: That's a funny story. Well, uh, we have a similar background. Uh, I had a rough childhood, like you did, and I watched your um, Goalcast video. And uh, by watching it, I mean I watched it like 100,000 times. uh, It resonated with me. The first couple of times I watched it, I literally cried so hard I couldn't tell my snot from my saliva, like literally hit me right at the heart. And um, then I went to a business master with Tony Robbins. I was going up for my seat and you were coming out of the crowd and my brain thought, I know you, <laughs> I guess I did. After you watch someone a hundred thousand times on YouTube, you know them. And I was like, oh my gosh, A-Rock. And and, and I was like, I know you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a Typical go-go style.
1: And, and Jumped right I, in there. As soon as I said that, my brain was like, no, you don't know him, you know him from YouTube. <laughs> And, I was, and then, but then you sat and you were that go-go chick and I was like, holy shit, excuse my French. I don't know if I can say that, but that's pretty much how it started. And I asked you for your time, if you would give me, and I know that you're so busy at Tony Robbins, you're one of the coaches and kind, they kindly asked you if you could give me a little special time, if you could go outside and really get to know you and ask you some questions of like, how did you get over that childhood? And um, we became, I would say friends. I can call you now anytime, yeah. call me anytime. if there's any way i can help and that was it and then i asked you to join my podcast which you were so kind and you did and after that podcast you asked me if uh you actually didn't ask me you told me i need to join m1 and i was like what's M1? so that's how that started
0: so let me break that down for people a little bit first of all gogo is not your birth name but it does represent your energy level and so my name birth name is not rock, but um, it represents you know my energy level. And so our energies collided at that event and both of our energy levels were very, very happy because there's not a lot of people that resonate at that level and can connect and can appreciate it, right? And then the second thing I want to say is that you asked me if I would spend some time, and I said yes, because that's what winners do. They say yes, and they figure it out. They make the time for things that are important, and they're attracted to energy. So if you're listening to this, you know, if you want to meet a mentor, somebody that's going to raise you up, arrive with a lot of energy, and then ask, be courageous to ask the question, like Gogo is, and that's why she's so successful at what she does, and she's bold, and she goes for it. And then we connected. And then I asked her, or maybe even told her, I said, you know, this is, I think, where you need to be. I can see an opportunity for you to grow. And then so you joined our mastermind group, and you've quickly quickly learned that you were making, you know, more money than most people make in five years. You were making in a year. You were doing very well in your business, but you were running around, you were a little hectic, your quality of life was good, but not great. And you realized that you were thousands and tens of thousands almost a hundred thousand dollars in debt tell them a little bit about what happened then
1: well you know as, as as you said i always say there's three phases of money there's making it saving it and growing it and i was really good at making it <laughs> but i was too busy making it to pay attention of you know where is it coming from and especially where is it going i always felt like we have money coming in but do i care where it's going um, I also never really had money. I didn't like tracking yet. I guess I didn't like knowing that I'm not perfect. Um, you know, I didn't want the, I know I'm not freaking perfect. I just didn't like to know that even. Further. I
0: got you. I got you. Um,
1: and so for me, it started with pointing out the obvious. I, you know, looking at um, at that year when I joined, we made um, over half a million dollars. Um, this was three years ago. And uh, we had $89,000 in credit card debt. So I'm like, how on earth do you manage to spend $600,000 in a year and not know where it went?
0: Yeah. So if you don't tell your money where to go, you won't know where it went. And you can be really good at making money. But if you're not conscious of what you're spending, then you end up being, you know, what I call a rich poor person. Mm -hmm. And so the idea, the difference between successful people monetarily and struggling people is that they earn money not to spend it. That's what we're taught, right? But they Mm -hmm. earn money to invest it. And in order to get to that place, you've got to learn how to manage it. And so you came into our system. We have a management system. We have a consciousness system around the four money personality types. We shined a light on that and you went, oh my God, what if I direct some energy over here? That would be really cool. And then you did that and in a very short period of time.
1: Yeah, when I direct energy, I'll do a thousand percent.
0: Right. And so you evaporated that debt in, what, six months or something like that?
1: I think we were done in three months, I think.
0: Yeah. And, and then you went on and a lot of great things started to happen in your business world. And you got involved in Airbnb and you bought some properties, et cetera. You raced past the million-dollar mark. And, and now, you know, I say to people, the first million is the hardest. The second million is inevitable because you've developed the habits and the rituals in order to accomplish it and create it. Plus you bust through that upper limit problem that they talk about in the big leap in which you know, you're know you just not used to being conscious of your money and now you've got these systems. So you make it, it goes here, it goes there. And, and you, were, you and I were talking offline. Now you have a different quality problem is you gotta start looking at what's the opportunities around taxes. And so you graduate through wealth into, you know, you were on the first floor, second floor, third floor. Now you're on the 10th floor and you're like, oh, they talk about taxes on the 11th floor. I gotta get up to that floor in a hurry now, you know, get a little bit more wisdom in that area. The same way you need to get wisdom for managing your money. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I heard someone say different levels, different devils. Yes. Uh, and, and it's so true. I mean, you never had the problem. I remember calling, um, uh, gosh, Ellen. And I said, okay, now what? I have this money. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I've had that problem before. Now, yesterday I talked to my CPA and when he told me what he's estimating, then I have to pay quarterly. I was like, uh, uh-huh. what yep. do I need to do not to have to pay that? <laughs> he, right. goes, he goes, make less money. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, spoken I'm
0: like happy. a true accountant.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. So,
0: <laughs> so that, that came up. Now, uh, you know, we talk about the whole life millionaire. And I want to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions. Did your health improve since you've been an M1? Yes. Yes. How specifically for you?
1: Well, I did I did the um raw the total raw diet, so I did yep. that. Um, I guess you got you had the week, the quick weekend raw diet thing and I was like, that's not gonna fix my problem. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it all the way. Right. So I did, I did 90 days. Um, now what I also realized with that it's not a lifestyle. I can continue for the rest of my life, but now I know what I need to do. If I just want to get back like on a healthy kick, uh, like if I travel a lot and I'm swollen and stuff, I'll yeah. just raw for a couple days. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm planning on losing weight, I'll just go for raw for a couple of days. And and if I just don't feel all the way that good, like I truly right. enjoy how I feel on green juices. I don't like the flavor of it, necessarily, but I love like love the feel of it. Um, so my goal is to do as much raw for the rest of my life as I as I possibly can. Um, the funny thing is, I missed meat, not meat. Sorry, I missed fish. And I'm mm. not a fish necessarily a fish eater. I'm Eastern European. We don't have lakes and rivers and ocean. Right that um, but for some reason i missed fish um so yes my health is 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 much I, I mean i can't say much better because we are we eat organic and we don't vaccinate and all of those things so i don't do drugs i've never tried anything in my life um but it is healthier and yeah,
0: so so we, you took a little meander down the raw food end of, of nutrition. You had a visit, you're conscious of it. And now more than anything, you'll move a little bit more down there, which yeah. creates better energy because, you know, digesting food takes energy. And um, I have
1: been at the doctors for 15 years. I ended up doing a blood test um, just before the raw diet. So I can see where we started, where we ended. And even where we started, everything was in the normal range, like not one thing in my blood was out of out of range. So right. Well,
0: there's also the belief that, um, you know, your mindset contributes. You can eat crap. But if you believe that your body knows how to handle it, right, then it will eliminate what it doesn't need. The mind is very strong and you have a very powerful mind. So I'm convinced that that's, you know, you could probably eat um, McDonald's three times a day and still be a rock star. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think I could order anything off of the McDonald's.
0: So the other thing is, when you get part of a mastermind group, the concept is that, you know, you work with people that have a common goal. And when you're with people that have a common goal, it's easier to stay within the confines of the principles and the tactics that get you there. Did you meet people in the group that inspired you to take some new action? Did you learn some things? Did you make some new friends?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I called, I came in very, um, with one goal in mind uh, for me it was the financials. I said, I'm going to figure this out and I'm never going to be back there again. Um, so M1 gives you a lot of different things, like, you know, anything from health to financial to mindset to, you know, knowledge and all that for me it was financial. So I really only reached out to the people that w- been walking the walk. Cause I'm a firm believer learn from the one who's been there, done that never ask a broke friend how to make a million dollars. so I reached out, um, to quite a few people. And I also met a lot of them here in Michigan, believe it or not, I'm from Pinkney, Michigan, which is the smallest little thing, you'll never find it on the map. And there's like five of us here from M1, like from this little circle, like that is just crazy. So we had local meetings, I have visited, um, you know, a couple of the couple of the local um, people. And then I really hit it off with Ariel um, from California. So I Mm -hmm. I call her periodically when I have, um, you know, anything like women and finances kind of because it's a little different than men and finances. So I call
0: fine that's awesome should be a good one to talk to you about your taxes as well just to get her perspective on that
1: really so
0: yeah um so as you go forward now um what are some of the things you have in Airbnb correct
1: so we did not purchase that one um we oh, are not. buying our second well <laughs> i guess we do but we don't um we buying a se- we turned into a second home and it turned out to be so nice and i don't think i want to Airbnb yet
0: oh gotcha gotcha
1: so it's just going to be our second home. That actually going to turn into our first home. Um, so it's going to be our primary residence. Talking about tax savings, so I'll save four and a half percent moving to Florida. Um, so that's going to be our primary. We're keeping our home here. Um, so that's on the that's on the real estate. And and then, and then actually, I'm listing a home across the street from us that's on a lake here in Michigan. And my husband was just saying, why don't we buy it and turn it into an Airbnb? So we might do that. I have to talk. I'm just, how do I say this? Now we are both self-employed with my husband and this is his first year being employed. So he can't qualify for mortgage. So it's only in my name. So now that if I'm trying to mortgage that before I mortgage the Florida house, it might hinder. So we might have to wait on t- until we close. But our Florida house is a new construction. So that's not closing anytime soon, not until probably December. So our hands are probably tied on the mortgage end until we close on the new construction.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, these are what we call quality problems, right? Yeah. Have you um, been tempted to invest in anything else? Because you, you know, a lot of it's been money, like cryptocurrency. Have you gotten that conversation or <laughs> oh, anything yeah. like that?
1: Oh, yeah. So I started um, when I joined M1, I just had a SEP account, uh, self-employment pension account from my previous life, I feel like. And uh, since then, now I have, <laughs> I think, seven investment accounts. Okay. I have a... I have a Robinhood and then I started in TD Ameritrade. Let me see how many accounts I have. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, an account. So each of my children have a Roth IRA account. I started for them, which I maxed out. And then I have my SAP, then I have a SAP IRA. Then I have uh, both of my kids' IRAs. Then I have what's called fun money because I maxed out my SEP IRA, so I couldn't put more money in there, but I had more money. So I started what I call fun money. So that's my extra money that it's not necessarily for tax write off purposes, but I'm just investing it. Um, and then <clears throat> I have two additional ones for my children that are also fun money accounts because I maxed theirs out as well, but I put more for them. So I couldn't put that in the RAT IRA. So I started them a fun. Money account too. And then my husband has his um, Robinhood, then he has one fund money um, TDMA trade, and then he has a 401k. So I guess together we have 12, 11, 12 investments account now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, I have a question for you on behalf of people listening to this is um, a lot of times when people are thinking of having success, they have a little voice inside that says, but can I do it? Mm -hmm. And I have a guess that that's not a voice that you know you listen to very much when you decide that you're going to do something that's not the thing that stops you you're you you know you go for it tell us a little bit about where that might have come from or how you overcome that voice because nobody wants to get hurt nobody wants to fail how do you boldly go forward
1: that's a, that's a deep question. To be honest with you, I'm not exactly, I never thought about it. Why am I this way? Um, for me, it's if someone tells me I can do something to me like, Oh, Oh, watch me. I'll do it twice and take photos and post it. In-. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. Uh, so I always had that. I never liked rules. I moved out when I was 14. Cause my parents had too many rules. Um, so for me, it's like, I, I think I was born this way I just believe I can do whatever I set my mind to and especially if someone tried to tell me no they're really doing me a favor
0: right right okay very cool and so then when when I come along and I invite you into M1 there must have been a part of you thinking like I kind of got things figured out what am I going to get from this what what was made it that you made the decision to go down that path
1: Because, you know, the smarter you get, the more, I mean, the more books you read, the more people you meet, the more opportunities you are faced with, the more you realize what you don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, you only know what you know, and then another opportunity or door opens, you're like, oh, I didn't know about that. And so I'm also good at pointing out, okay, what am I good at, where my strong suits are, but I also know what my weaknesses are. And so even now, after having everything figured out, now I look back and I actually messaged Alan and I said, hey, I think I need to have you for the rest of my life because I know my personality. I have it figured out. I'm done. I'm over. So right. I don't know my numbers anymore. So now I'm back to not tracking it. But if I pay for a service and if I have somebody in my calendar, I will honor that. So yeah. if I know that I have an appointment on the 15 with Alan because I paid for it, now I yeah. have to hold myself accountable. I won't do it for myself because I hate doing it you know i mean but i will do it for ellen even though i'm technically doing it for me right. but i know myself if i don't have somebody else in in things that i don't like doing holding me accountable because i'll do whatever i feel like what i whatever i want to do i will freaking do it i just don't want to do it i don't like doing it I mean, but I have to do it. It's not an option or we're going to be back where we started. So I just messaged Alan and I said, I need your time and I need you to be there for me to hold me accountable on the 15th of every month. So then I am forced to have my numbers done by the 15th of every month. So I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, and then I know what I need to do in order to hold myself accountable. So I'm going I love to
0: it. So Alan, my calendar. there's two ways that, you know we can motivate ourselves you can have a compelling future a calendar full of trips to hawaii and buying new homes and doing cool stuff that motivates you to get up and do stuff but you can also have your calendar full of things that you know need to get done like workouts and packing the kids lunches and stuff like that that allow you to have a quality of life so what i hear you saying is that you know what's going to serve you for the greater good and you're going to have them in your calendar and make sure you show up for yourself and for your family
1: yeah I know what it needs to get done, but you know I'm a very D&I personality, so I do what I want to do the way I want to do it and when right. I want to do it, and um, this is not something I want to do. This yeah. is why I was in the financial situation in the first place, because I hate tracking it. I don't care where it's coming right. from. I don't care where it's going. I just want to go and make the money, because yeah. that's what I enjoy doing, So, but it has to get done, and this is not a task I can hire out, so we're going to have yeah. to hold it accountable.
0: There's something called your genius zone and your genius zone is in the creation, right? It's in building, it's in the vision, it's in connecting with people. And then the empire protection of the money is not your genius zone. And whenever we're out of our genius zone, it drains us of energy and mm-hmm. you're an energy person. So you're like, no, that's sucking my energy. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. Fuck that. Pardon my yep. French as well. And as you move back in your genius zone. And so I have a little saying for my genius zone. I say to my staff, I just want to be Justin Bieber and they go what do you mean and i go well i don't think justin bieber is you know planning how many 18 wheelers are driving from one city to the next to set up you know the stage for his concert i don't think he's involved in that part i think oh, he's
1: I he's, that. Oh. Right?
0: he's in the studio he's on stage he's writing music he's doing the cool part of the stuff and so that's what i want to do i want to be talking to people like gogo on a call like this and when the call's done My staff chops it up and makes it pretty and puts all the tags and labels and links in it. I'm out of the studio. I'm done. I'm onto the golf course or talking to somebody else or learning. So I get you. I hear you. And for those of you that are listening to this, if you haven't discovered what your genius zone is, then you're doing yourself a disfavor because Mark Twain said there's two important days in your life. One is when you're born. And the second one is when you figure out why. And if you never figure out why, like, for instance, go, go, I have the gift of service. I love to serve people and help people. You come to my house, I'll make sure you're comfortable. You got a glass of water, something to eat. I'll be attentive because that's just a gift I was born with. I also have the gift of knowledge, wisdom, teaching, and vision. That's why I'm great at what I do. No shame, no ego. It's just the gifts I've been given by God. And so when I live into them, I'm happy and I'm fluid and I'm flowing and time disappears. And so for people that don't know what that is, what a shame. And so when you're doing what you do, what you love, you just have found your genius zone, not even consciously. You just kind of figured it out. And you're like, yeah. okay, I know this is where I'm happy and productive. I give a shit about the rest of this stuff. That make sense?
1: Absolutely. And I'm really good at hiring everything and I don't like out. I mean right. I can't tell you the last time I did a load of laundry. I can't tell you the last time I you know, like I ever read my emails. Like I have yeah. everything. I have virtual my assistant yeah. has not assisted. But there are just certain things and even though I don't like it, I still have to be the person doing it. Yep. I mean, please tell me that I could hire it out to somebody and give someone access to my bank accounts, my savings accounts and my investment accounts and have them run the numbers. But I don't think that would be a smart decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you nobody cares about your money as much as you do. And yeah. so you got to be accountable to it. you got to check it. But you can even have a system that makes that pretty easy. OK, so where do you go from here? What, what is talk to me about the next five years of your life?
1: So the next thing is figuring out what to do with money, like literally. Um, mm-hmm. and, and now that is just as scary as figuring out how to save it. <laughs> so I figured that out. Right. Um, now I need to figure out what to do with it. Um, you know, it, you know, it's one investment versus another. Like, do I start stock trading, which I did? I don't trade. Sorry, I buy and hold. Um, so now I feel comfortable with that. I did, you know, pretty good with that, even when the market cr- not crashed, but kind of adjusted itself. Yeah. Um, and then now the next step is to do some, you know, some real estate investments. And, and I definitely want to look into the, you know, partake because I looked into, but partake in the investments you guys do, uh, on the commercial side. And then I really need to start looking into some real estate investments that, you know, would be Airbnbs and all that. So that's the goal right after our new construction mortgage closes. And, um, and then I really need to learn about taxes.
0: Yeah. Well, those are, you know, those are great problems to happen. And I just, I just want to remind people that these are the four stages, right? The four, the four areas is what you earn, which you're doing a great job at, what you spend, which you've gotten that under control to a certain degree, we'll say, I think that'll probably always want to rear its head up. Right. Uh, the managing part, you're making sure you're held accountable for that. And now you move into the fourth quadrant in the cash flow quadrant. And that is a conversation. And it's not always the funnest conversation talking about taxes and trusts and wills and life insurance and all that sort of thing. But it's kind of like if you get that out of the way, and you learn the rules of the game in that quadrant, then you can go back into that cruise control, back into your genius zone and, and play and have fun. So I'm really excited for you that you're at that stage. You, you, know, you have represented somebody who's come in and played full out and gotten beautiful, delicious results and You're the type of person that whenever I hear your name or see you, I know that somehow I'm going to feel better. So thank you for being that flush of energy in life and for joining us on this special edition of rock your money, rock your life with none other than the energetic, beautiful, delightful go, go.
1: Thank you. So that's it
0: for today's episode of rock your money, rock your life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.